Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Meg. And I'm Rachel. This is True Horrors. It's birds time. It's my favorite time. The time of birds? The time of birds. Are you pro-birds? I'm so pro-birds. I love birds. Um, to let our audience know, there are wildly different reasons from episode to episode that we choose the movies we do. Um, sometimes they're classics that we really love. Sometimes they're ones that we know have a really cool behind-the-scenes story or something. I chose this one because birds scarred my mother so much I was not allowed to have a bird or not neither were my siblings as children um I would also like to mention that I've only seen this movie once before as an adult so it felt like I was seeing it for the first time um, um what's your bird history my bird history is that I love them I've never had a bird as a pet which is good because birds make terrible pets never get a bird like they're loud um parrots live like a hundred years so they're going to outlive you and they mate bond hopefully with you um otherwise they're depressed like there's so many reasons to not get a bird but I like to see them and to learn about them so pro bird ambivalent about birds is that you're not anti-bird right no, I'm in no way anti-bird. Okay. I really wanted a pet bird as a kid. But I I think I more wanted a pet bird because I we would go to this place and they had birds in these really ornate cages. Mm -hmm. And I just loved to watch them. But like the care of a bird, I don't mm -hmm. really think I understood. Right. And so it was that was for the best. Um yes. this movie is so odd. And of course our big a, a big Say my word for me, Rachel. I don't know what word. You don't know? Ob no. Like, obligatory? What am I thinking Obligatory. Of? Obligatory. <laughs> Thank you for saying my word. Sometimes I just can't word, but usually Rachel knows the word. Usually, yeah. It's usually very seamless. Um, Elf uh, Hitchcock was a monster. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's just say it. Oh, yeah. And this movie, we're not really going to go into it. You, there's definitely, I think there's a documentary and a uh, like movie movie you can watch that shows how he just tormented the actress yeah, that um, who played and just how awful he was. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to get that out of the way. But also I wrote very prominently in my notes, 48 minutes, still no birds. <laughs> I wanted 75% more bird attacking, 75 at the very least. <laughs> you know, what's really funny is the first thing that I wrote besides like my pre-movie thoughts was they really don't want you to forget what this movie is about. So many damn birds all the time. They're just not attacking. Yeah, that's my big problem. I mean, yeah, they're there. <laughs> just like how all they the are time. in real life. <laughs> just like, just there. Um... Yeah, I even wrote 100 birds right up front. Like, mm -hmm. because they do that shot right in the beginning. They yep. just want to be like, birds. I also, again, did not remember this, like, introduction. I'm not going to call it a meet cute because they're both horrible. Yes! Like, 
let me just let's just summarize how I feel about this movie. I was rooting for the birds. Um, I was not, rooting for no one. Not when it came to the children. I have some serious, you know, disagreements. You know, we've got some disagreements about birds attacking children. But as far as attacking that couple, I was very pro. There were so many times they were talking where I was like, God, where are these birds? <laughs> like, this is your cue. Um, she stalks him. Yes. And it's so creepy. And at every level, I'm just writing over and over again. She is crazy. And then not only is she crazy as hell, he is charmed by it. Yes. Which just sickened me because there's so many levels that this could have been less crazy but let's count the crazy levels Mm -hmm. she gets someone who works for her daddy's paper to track him down by his license number so she can figure out who she was who he is she forces that overworked bird keeper to get her lovebirds so she can stalk to this man's door to cutesy leave a note with these lovebirds and then when his neighbor who is way too ready to give away his personal uh-huh. information like everyone in this movie yes oh we'll circle like, back to that don't worry yes we have to drive two hours she's like well that's great i've got nothing going on <laughs> and like he was pretty rude to me and thought I worked here, except he didn't. He was trolling me. You know what? I'm going to rent a boat because I don't want them to see me coming and break into this house and then duck in the boat. Like, ugh, there's so much crazy here. And the fact that, she's char- that he finds it charming, I was just like, God, I know neither of you get killed by birds, but you really should be killed by birds. I just want to point out that you skipped a couple levels of crazy. Because she went to the postman to find out where he lived. And then he mentioned that he had a little, well, she knew that he had that sister, but he couldn't remember her name. So he told her to go talk to the teacher who then told her that little girl's name because it's the sixties. Who cares about your personal information? Like, let's just give it out to this crazy woman coming into town asking about children that she clearly doesn't know. This is why people used to get murdered all the time. This is why I don't talk to my neighbors. Yes. Because apparently they're all just ready. Also, like, obviously she's a beautiful blonde woman because it's a Hitchcock movie. Mm -hmm. But I still think that people were just way too ready to be accommodating to Mm -hmm. her, considering the fact that outside of her well-dressed and being physically beautiful – I do not think her personality was charming. I Mm -hmm. think she was pretty grating. And so I also don't think he was that charming. So it's like, it's not one of those things where like, I totally get that people will just roll out the red carpet for someone who oozes charm, but I didn't think she did. She was um, so entitled, Mm -hmm. so selfish and so crazy. Like, it just was very odd to me. And it was also odd to me that Lydia, his mother's, objections were written off as being like this old woman who doesn't want to be abandoned when I'm like, doesn't she have a reason to think this is weird? He just, she just followed him up here yes. and is now, and then lied about knowing the school teacher. Mm-hmm. No, so no. many, so many red flags, all the red flags. I've got to turn a bunch of pages in my notes because I think overall, if you collectively, took stock I probably wrote a page of just repeating over and over again she's crazy (laughs) because every time she did something crazier um I did write I really hope he doesn't find this charming but I know he's going to yeah for real though she 
she just went every step further. Like she wouldn't even drive. She had to get a boat. She also could have had somebody deliver those yes. birds. Mm-hmm. And they don't have enough of like a chemistry or connection in the bird shop for me to even like semi movie understand why right. she's stalking him. Like he clearly doesn't like her because she doesn't think the rules apply. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that changes as the movie goes on, but suddenly that's charming. Right. Like, I don't get it. Um, can I also just point out in what universe is a boat less conspicuous than a car? Yes. Like she, cause she didn't want to drive up to the front door. So she took a boat up to the front door like the dock is right in front of the house Meg it's not like the dock is behind the house because that was the whole thing she wanted a back door no it's all crazy but the best part is when he is going in to get binoculars and she ducks yes like he's just gonna be like oh I guess that's just a random boat (laughs) like I don't I think this movie is just a great insight into Hitchcock because mm-hmm. he clearly didn't understand how people worked. No, not and at all. And like this movie, it's so weird that this movie came after Psycho mm-hmm. because Psycho, at least semi, I know we talked about that some of them don't act like people, mm-hmm. but like this is just full blown. It's like he got away with it in Psycho <laughs> and was just like, well, no one has to actually have motivations that seem realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, if he cares about his mother and baby sister at all, wouldn't he be like, it's weird. You tracked me down to my house. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I'd feel. If a man showed up at my, let me put this into perspective for you listeners. I currently live about an hour and a half to two hours, which is the same distance as he does from the town I grew up in. And if somebody came to my childhood home and was like interacting with my nieces and nephews, like I would have words and the words would be restraining order. Like I I wouldn't have words, but the police would like, Oh my God. Very early on. I wrote, I may end up rooting for the birds. (laughs) I I think it's because of how happy I was when that bird swooped in and got her. I was like, (laughs) do you think, that's what's causing this? Do you think the birds are seeing this and are just like, I'm done with humanity. Like, this is the last straw. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of theories as to what is making the birds freak out in this movie. But, like, I kind of understand why that crazy woman in the diner thinks it's her. Mm -hmm. First of all, because she just came to town and the birds started attacking. But also, if they know anything about her, she seems like the kind of person that an entire flock and multiple species of birds would get together to be like yeah we need her out of town him too yeah just just get him like because he's enabling that behavior so like he's just as guilty oh he is and he lacks complete charm and also the Mm -hmm. fact that he's like blowing off his mother's concern about the fact that you just met this woman Mm -hmm. and he's like making it like it makes sense that she has questions and he just like keeps inviting her to his mother's house, which I yes. think is very like man head of the house thing. Like even though he's the son, he's the mm-hmm. head of the house. So we can just invite strangers. Also, it's really weird. The whole story of how he basically blew off the school teacher 
Yes. And now she lives there. Like, yeah. there's a lot to unpack there. So much. I asked at one point, why is she even lying about knowing the school teacher? It's clear she's he knows she's lying. Yes. And this makes her even more crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was crazy and I <laughs> wanted to stalk a guy up there, I'd give him the birds. And when he asked why, I would say something like, well... I've been trying to turn over a new leaf and like, I know Mm -hmm. you were like one of the lawyers in that room. And so I wanted to sort of give these birds cause like, I know you wanted them for your sister and at least attempt a lie that is like less. You're clearly the first man not to give me everything I want. So now I'm going to (laughs) stalk you to your hometown. Also everyone's reaction when they found out she was giving um, the little girl lovebirds I was like, it's like human beings reacting to symbolism. And I was like, people don't act like that in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What's in your notes? Um, I wanted to talk about how much lesbian energy there is in this movie. Oh, because please. I feel like a much better movie would have been, I don't even know this, Melanie? Melanie and the school teacher. They had a lot of lesbian energy. Mm-hmm. And I think they, that's the the route they should have gone. They could have like bonded over their mutual hatred question mark of this weird guy and his weird mom. Like even Lydia had like had some weird. She had some weird things to say about Tippy Hedren's character. It was it was real weird. Well, I think what they were trying to imply is that. She's a socialite to the height of like being on page six yeah. and that she's known to be, you know, misbehave, Yeah, which like, obviously there's a lens to look through that of like judging women from their behavior, but also it doesn't seem like she has at least pre-Rome, like she had any kind of moral character and mm-hmm. she seems to be the first to admit that. So like I did at least like in the car when she was like, I'm trying to be better or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I did think it was pretty funny when she said like, you don't believe me. And why, why should he believe you? Everything you've said. (laughs) She, she took a real stance on, I can't believe you think I'm lying about this. But then she went home and she had a brandy with the school teacher and they had a lot of, you know, a lot of chemistry Mm-hmm. And then he called and ruined everything. Right? He could have gotten killed by birds. And then it could have been the mother finding her strength without her son and taking care of her daughter and them just falling in love. That would have New been movie. the best movie. I, man, that's just not a movie that Hitchcock would have ever made, though. No, but we could always remake it. Yeah, let's do that. Was it a 1960s thing to call your mother darling? I don't know. That creeped me out so much. So weird. I said that after the car conversation, it made me hate both of them, which is true. He was super judgy and super shamey about that. Like, even if she had jumped into a fountain. Right. You just invited this woman who it seems like everyone knows jumped into a fountain to your house. Did you just do that so you could morally judge her? Right. Like, what is that? And then I wrote, it's almost an hour and no birds. (laughs) Um, 
Also, every gift she buys has a weird meaning. It turns out she was only buying that bird in the original scene to terrorize her aunt. (laughs) Does she not buy any gifts that don't have ulterior motives? (laughs) Hashtag team birds. I wrote that. Also, I wrote save the cake because that birthday cake, they just brought it out when the birds started attacking. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Can we also talk about the fact that the two most gruesome and important deaths are done off screen? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really odd choice, and I don't really get it. Um, yeah. Because even if you wanted that first death of the farmer to be, like, shock value, mm-hmm. the way that the little girl describes the school teacher's death seems like it would have been the most horrifying scene in mm-hmm. the entire movie and for some reason they never showed it. And I just think that's a really odd choice because they're the only confirmed deaths of the birds. Like well, there are people who are implied. Here's the thing. Hitchcock really only wanted to terrorize Tippy Hedren with those birds. So that's probably why those scenes didn't make it. He's like, this isn't as fun. Um, they were also, I think, a little bit more established as actors. So they were like, you're not throwing birds at me for three days straight. Like it's not happening. Because that, that, that did happen when they filmed this movie. That's interesting. I'd never thought of it that way, that it might be because he was throwing birds at people. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out which ones were the live birds. Right. Um, because some of them were live birds and some of them were um, not. Mm-hmm. Um, does she teach all the children? Uh, I guess. I guess it's a one-room schoolhouse. But weirdly, every child in town is the same age. Um, which- which made me wonder why any of them are surprised. Wasn't every child in that school at that birthday party? Because it seems like they were. <laughs> also, this is not a big town. Why do we have to convince everyone? Why is mm-hmm. this not coming around word of mouth? Right. Uh, my favorite scene was the diner scene where they're all discussing it. That scene was so insane. Every single person they introduced was crazier than the last. <laughs> Except... That bird lady, because that bird lady is me. As I've established, I'm very pro-bird. Just, I was like, thank God we have a bird expert in this small town. (laughs) Also, those kids, I don't know if it was an acting choice, but they did not look scared at all. As opposed to the mother, who was at an 11, who was trying to force that man to drink his scotch or whatever he was drinking in this diner. Yes. I just, that's the thing is like, I want to go back to a time when I could go to a diner and get a nice scotch. Like, I want to get drunk at a diner while I'm eating my burger. I want to go back to a time where I could just get all the diner patrons to have a discussion (laughs) with me. (laughs) Just open up the. I mean, Uh, I bet if you go to a small enough town, you could still do that. They'd all. We'd walk in, you with your fur coat, mm-hmm. and we they'd all um everyone look would fall in. silent, yeah. I don't under I it's established later why they aren't leaving, but when they're taking the time to board up all their windows, why aren't they taking that time to just drive out of town? I don't know. Like, I understand I hate in movies where there are choices made and it's like you understand why the choice is being made for the script, but it's mm-hmm. not a choice a person would make. Right. And I thought that was super annoying. Um, and also the fact that they didn't board up the chimney yes. when birds 
had come down the chimney before. For some reason, they didn't come down, but they'd already done it. Wouldn't that have been first? There was a there was a fire in the chimney. That's why they made That's that. Why they yeah, they had that big fuss about how they had to make sure they had enough wood to keep the fire going throughout the night to keep the birds out. Okay, that's fair. Which also, just side note, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and I had an old chimney that was not attached to a fireplace and wasn't covered well. So I've had birds come down my chimney, and it is very hard to get them out of the house. Um, they, abs- I mean, aside from the fact that I've never been attacked by birds, they absolutely nailed that scene. You just mm-hmm. cannot get that fucking bird out of your house because it doesn't know where to go. I loved how every time the birds were attacking all of them none of the women were any help no like it was so again a, a, a thing of the time mm-hmm. but uh, but he he could have used some help closing that door or closing the window thing yes. and no one was helping him like i understand why the child wasn't right but it was also was her name lydia was that what her name is the mom the little girl no the little girl the little girl is kathy Okay, Kathy, stop talking about the lovebirds. People are getting, <laughs> what is with it? What is like, with that? Can the birds come? No! no. <laughs> Leave those motherfuckers here. They didn't hurt anyone. She also has the tone that so many children talked in mm-hmm. in that time period. Like, I don't know if they all had the same acting coach, but they all had the same, like, he didn't do anything. Like, they talked the same way in The Bad yes. Seed. Yes. Um, it's also a way that 11-year-olds don't talk. She's 11 years old. She's not five. Like, get out of here. There's a very good chance she's gone through puberty already. I can't think of it, but there was something they were explaining to her at one point. I was like, you're 11. <laughs> like, she knows these things. Um not to jump too far ahead, but I love when he gets into the car and the mom's like, turn on the radio. All I could think was, what if a bird popped out of the radio? <laughs> <laughs> but I like that the birds had a set schedule of when they could attack. Yes. And so, but there were just a couple of birds that didn't get the memo that were like pecking on him. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just- don't forget, don't forget what we're going to do. Yeah, or it's just like, Carl, it's like, no, I want to do it now. (laughs) Um, And I hate to criticize the attack scene because I know the actress was actually being attacked, Mm -hmm. but it's odd she never screamed. Yeah, it is. At any point. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really odd because it's the first thing I do. Also, I hate to nitpick, but when she sees all the birds and she takes a shocked step, she takes a shocked step forward. Yes. Yes, she does. She moves toward the birds. (laughs) I I don't know what that choice was, but no, it, it is hard to, there is an undercurrent of this movie when you know he was using those birds to torture her. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of underlined issues with that. Right. And also, I'm like, I don't even think it's the best Hitchcock movie to no. be like, like because he spent so much time trying to torment her as mm-hmm. opposed to making a good movie. Yep. Um. Well, he was pretty well, he was pretty well established at this point too. So like, he could kind of he got that leeway that he wouldn't have been able to get earlier on. Um. And I guess I think he also probably just got lazy with the storytelling because, as we've discussed, the story doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No. Um, 
I also love at the very end when he's taking them the car and does not warn them about what's outside. <laughs> he doesn't even say something like stay calm, don't scream or right. something like that. He just leads them to the door <laughs> to my favorite shot in the movie, which is just every bird just <laughs> hanging out at this one house. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple of theories. Uh, one is that it's the lovebirds, like really they're the ones that are controlling it. Oh. Um, the other is that it is her. Mm-hmm. And then just the normal one that it's because we're always killing them. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I didn't really need the birds to have a motivation. No. I like to pretend the motivation was they found that couple so annoying. <laughs> they just wanted them out of the town and everyone else was just collateral damage. But <laughs> Team bird. Oh, for sure. Um, I just kind of assumed that it was like, that it was just because, you know, sometimes nature wants to murder you. And this is just a creative way that nature is going to murder you with all the birds. Also, speaking of being pro-bird, I don't think there was an authentic bird call in this entire film. I I don't know what, I think there were cats meowing at some point, like... That's mm-hmm. not what crows sound like. That's not what seagulls sound like. Do you, did people not know what crows sounded like? I'll have to 60s? defer to your expertise. Well, I'm a bird expert, not a what people in the 60s know expert. <laughs> but what if you were? That would be great, actually. Um, no, I. it took me until we saw the first dead body to realize there was no music. Like, it took me up until that point to be like, oh, this is when you'd have some kind of music. Mm -hmm. But no, the birds didn't really sound like birds. I wonder if that's another thing that fell to the wayside. Yeah. Um, Which was odd. Yes. Um, Nope, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, also a weird, just side note. The fact that this woman, going back to what people in the 60s know and don't know, what they don't know about birds... The fact that she doesn't seem to know the difference between a crow and a blackbird kind of worries me because I feel like people know what crows are, you know, like that's a pretty common bird. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't think blackbirds are as common, but they're also pretty common. Like, you know, the difference between a crow and a blackbird, right? I would know it on sight. My more thing is that I was more like, that she seemed incredulous that there was a difference. Yes, I might not be able to go. name. I might not know the difference, but if you said to me, "Is there are there difference between crows and blackbirds?" I'd say yes. That yes. or else it'd all be called crows. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good. They're given different names. Like I don't expect her on site. Right. Like I could look at a bird from a distance and maybe be like in the right ballpark. Right. But the fact that she was like, "Is there a difference?" <laughs> yes. Which was just an opening for that crazy bird lady to give the genus and species of both crows and blackbirds. That woman been waiting her whole life for this moment. (laughs) It's a small town. She doesn't get a lot of moments like that. Mm -mm. Everyone knows Uh. she's the bird expert, so they, like, are careful not to talk about birds around her. I just want to know how many times in real life a bird would have to attack people before people were like, the birds are attacking. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many attacks 
before the diner scene mm-hmm. and people were just like, oh, let's not go overboard with this bird thing. <laughs> and it's like, at this point, it's well established. You have a bird problem. Yes. Is there um, anything else in your notes or was there anything you want to circle back to and talk more about? Um, no, I just have a, a little side anecdote. But halfway through this movie, I look out my window and there's like a flock of vultures circling around. And that was kind of terrifying. <laughs> they knew what you were doing. They do. They're like, yeah, remember that. We can do this. <laughs> I'd be way more afraid of vultures, too, just because they're bigger than seagulls and crows. Like, Also, vultures projectile vomit as a defense mechanism. So <laughs> they have very acidic vomit, too. Thank you guys for listening to Bird Facts with Rachel. Oh, don't worry. There are going to be more Bird Facts. I told you I was that bird lady. As you're telling me whatever true story there is, I was planning on interjecting with bird facts. Amazing. (laughs) I don't know what any of these facts are going to be. It's just going to happen on the spot. Um, I didn't think that far ahead. Not to be critical of her, but when she did say crows aren't that smart, I'm like, the one thing I know about Mm -hmm. birds is that crows are really smart. Really smart. And they will fuck you up. Mm -hmm. They hold grudges. They do. It's amazing. Um, Might be my favorite bird. So let's talk survival. I think there's a high chance. Yeah. I'd get the fuck out of this town. Because I don't remember what number is the survival. (laughs) Let's say. (laughs) Guys, I swear (laughs) we talk about this like once a week. (laughs) The fact that we need to get. Wait, no, we wrote it down. Yeah, we wrote down the fact that we said multiple different... Would, hold on, oh, Rachel's no, checking. Right. I was keeping track of that. Um, we might not have made a decision, but we're keeping okay. track of how many times. Yes. Um, I know the first time we established the scale, 10 is dead. So it's the likelihood that you will die. I think that's the issue is that sometimes we say likelihood you'd survive mm-hmm. or likelihood that you'd die. So let's say likelihood you would die. I'm going to say like a one. Yeah, same. If not a zero. Yeah. Neither of us live in a coastal town. Because mm-hmm. And we would leave. Yeah. There were other attacks like further inland, but like just keep driving to where the birds aren't attacking. All right, so this reminded me a lot of Jaws, Mm -hmm. um, the telling of this story. Because if you guys remember, Jaws was inspired by a book, and then there was this, like, real event that kind of folded in there. And it's exactly the same. So I'm going to talk about the short story, The Birds. Um, It was written by a British writer named um, Daphne Damore is how I'm going to pronounce that. Sounds legit. Um, in 1952 and it was a short story and it was inspired by her seeing a farmer who was plowing and these birds just kept swooping in on him Mm -hmm. and just like it she inspired it it was just the short it was just a short story about a farmer and birds attack and kill a bunch of people and the Mm -hmm. birds are going crazy um a lot of people thought it was a metaphor because it was in england after world war ii so a lot of people thought it was metaphor um but it was very different than the movie obviously Mm -hmm. but 
that's what he says it's based on, but it's very loosely. But there were bird attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about those. Um, cool. So on August 18th, 1961, Ooh. and a lot of the stuff I read, um, I have three sources. One is just just Wikipedia. Um, the other is a Like Science article and a Santa Cruz Waves article, which we'll post that um, on Instagram and to the website. But the thing that I thought was really interesting was they said that during this time, Hitchcock was doing something with Psycho. I don't know if Psycho was coming out or he was filming Psycho, but they were talking about something with Psycho. I think Rachel's going to give me a date on when Psycho yeah, came out. I always write down the year. 1960 is when Psycho came out. Okay, so yeah, so this was 1961. So it was like he just finished up Psycho, I guess, mm-hmm. and was looking for his next project. Around 3 a.m., uh, a bunch of the residents of Capitola, um, California, were awoken by these sounds. They couldn't figure out what these sounds were. And they went outside, and it was birds. Okay. Um, it was seabirds, mm-hmm. sooty seabirds, um, but everything just calls them seabirds. And they were crashing into the buildings, crashing into the grass, glass, and crashing into people. Uh, a few anecdotal things, um, they would, when people would come out to look at them, they would fly straight into the people, just like straight in That's with so no, weird. like, it, it, it didn't seem as much in those cases like they were attacking them in like a continual sense. It was like they were like bombing them with their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one woman opened her door and six swooped in and swarmed her trying to get wow. into her house. Um, there were people who were bitten by them. They slammed into cars, into businesses, mm-hmm. and it was over after the night. And they said there were truckloads of dead birds that got taken away. And there were just all these dead birds. And the ones that were alive seemed really messed up, mm-hmm. uh, which I just want to say, anytime anyone says there's a truckload of something, <laughs> that's rarely just that's such a large amount it's just it's just not it's good too but much especially a thing. dead something mm-hmm. especially a dead something would now be uh, a good time for a bird fact it would be a great time for a bird fact many types of seabirds albatrosses etc mate for life oh yeah. rachel wanted us to tell you that fact so you'll know that some of these birds that died had families <laughs> Um, so the birds attacked in three places, uh, Monterey Bay, which is set. A lot of people think Monterey Bay is kind of what the town is supposed to be, but Monterey Bay didn't get nearly as much as Capitola or even the Opal Cliffs. Um, that's where there were most. So there were three different towns that were, um, attacked Mm -hmm. and no one knew why for the longest time, no one knew why. And, there are people who lived in these towns who were part of like uh, the papers and stuff Mm -hmm. and Hitchcock had them send stories about it. So there were like all these papers and headlines of like what is happening with these birds Mm -hmm. and no one really knew. But despite the fact that no one knew or had the technology to figure it out, there were some kick-ass scientists in the sixties who preserved the bodies and stomach contents of these birds And they did this at um, the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Um, So we'll keep that 
in mind. So in 1991, uh, there was a massive seabird die-off. Like, all these seabirds mm. died. And it was attributed to toxic algae. And okay. a bunch of scientists were like, I wonder if that's what was wrong with the birds in the 60s. Um, but they still didn't, I guess, do anything about it. But in 2012, a group of scientists got together and studied the stomach contents of these birds that have been mm -hmm. preserved for so long. And they were able to see that it was the same. It was this algae. It was a neurotoxin um, acid that they would have eaten. And so now we're going to describe this from the bird's point of view. <laughs> Would, do you have any bird facts before we go into bird POV? Go, circling back to why birds make bad pets. Parrots have beaks and uh, nails that pretty much grow constantly because they use them to climb trees and cliffs and crack open seeds and nuts. So if you do have one as a pet, you have to get those trimmed by a professional. And it is very difficult to do because parrots are also very strong. Very I had nice. to I had to help out with one of those when I worked at a zoo and it was horrible. Um Now I'm just thinking about how strong parrots beaks are. <laughs> now I'm just completely derailed. Okay, so the night of August 18th, this flock of birds ate this algae. Okay. And then they went off of their normal flight pattern. Okay. And it became extremely foggy. They kind of allude to this. Right. It became extremely foggy. Meanwhile, what this to toxin does is it causes disorientation, seizures, and confusion. Okay. So they started heading towards these cities because they had lights. Mm -hmm. And that's also why it seemed like they were attacking people because people came out with flashlights. Ah. And so they were just going towards the light and just completely lost it. It's also why the next day when people were like rummaging around the dead birds and like walking around, there were live ones that just weren't flying away and were mm -hmm. just hiding under cars. And even when you approach them, they didn't hide. It's because they they had this toxin in their brain and they were flipping out. Uh, so it was not one of the articles. And I can't remember if it was the live science or the Santa Cruz one had this editorial comment of like that. It wasn't because they were just done with humanity or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, how long did people think that was that like a health belief in these cities, towns, whatever, where they like, yeah, people just, you know, we're, we're so mean to the birds that they just like attacked us for one night. Also, can you imagine if there were people who were like being extra, extra nice or sensitive because they thought the birds had attacked them and then find out like their whole life, they've just been like, my whole life philosophy of being nice to birds is based on a lie. <laughs> being fearfully nice to all birds. Any bird would come up to them. When they're eating a sandwich and they just give just it to give them. them the sandwich. You remember this sandwich <laughs> when the war comes. <laughs> I was fine with talking uh, more about the movie because I knew this part was going to be short. Uh -huh. Because if it was before the time when they'd figured out what it is, we would have a lot of like, ooh, what made the birds go crazy? Mm -hmm. But we know what made those we birds know, go yeah. crazy. 
Um, which obviously is not what's making the birds go crazy in Hitchcock because it's multiple species coming from different areas. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't really have an answer. Um, but I can just imagine how terrifying that would be. Yes. To have the birds, you know, it's 3 a.m. to have these birds just into your yeah. house. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It was just the one night, right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Because, like, even if it were over a long period of time, like, that would be objectively more horrifying. Um, but the fact that it was, like, just one time and then it was over. See, I find the idea that it's one time to be scarier. Yeah. Because yeah. I think anything that happens over and over again, like, you at least a little bit tend to get desensitized. And if you were just like, the birds here are nuts. But, like, the fact that it happened one night feels kind of um like mythological almost yes like it's the night the birds attacked i also wonder if this at all inspired stephen king because uh spoiler alert for a movie we haven't talked about yet but there's that and probably won't because i won't (laughs) pick it um oh and now i have to pick it to spite you there's that stephen king movie where the plants are attacking (laughs) The happening. The happening. And it's supposed to be that it's a warning uh-huh. about the way we've been treating nature. Yes. And that's kind of funny because that's how some people interpreted the birds. Right. As a warning. But I'm like, if that's true, the birds need a better mess- a messenger, like a better messaging service. Because we ended up figuring out what the plants wanted. But it doesn't seem like anyone knows. Although maybe we're not exactly watching the A-team. Like, maybe there is a group of scientists who are figuring out why the birds are angry. I would genuinely watch that movie. Like, it's the same events, but from the perspective of people who aren't the worst. Yeah, that would be great. All right, so this wasn't a ton of a bummer, but we're still going to do That Was a Bummer. You know it's not a bummer. Yes, which I believe this is the first time we're doing it. Is it the first time we're doing it? I think so. I didn't know if, I couldn't remember if we did it for our last two episodes or not. I don't know. I All don't right. think we have. I don't think we have either. Um, okay, so what is not a bummer, Rachel? Taking a multivitamin every day. Ooh. Yeah. Good choice. When did you start doing that? Um, I've been taking a multivitamin for a few years now, but I've recently added um, a magnesium supplement because I had a doctor suggest that um, some studies show that like muscle tension is related to a lack of magnesium because kind of like that's what helps your muscles relax after they contract. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started adding that because you know. I was gonna say that I have the world's tightest muscles. Yes. Um, what's not a bummer? Girl Scout cookies. Oh, that's a good. I did not buy Girl Scout cookies this year, and I'm disappointed. You in know, I always got the hookup. You can always call me. I always I forget. have 14 nieces. I um, also there are Girl Scouts that sell cookies like two blocks from my house. Yeah, just out and about, and I just keep being like, man, I should stop and buy those cookies, but I don't have cash. Um, but what's funny is this is going to be published well after Girl Scout season. Yes, but my opinion stands. <laughs> Um, support your local Girl Scout troop. Yes. All right. Well, what will we be doing next week, Rachie? We will be doing The Boy. The Boy. Okay. We will see you then. Goodbye, all. Bye.